We told you after the game, they were going to be talking about the tight. This Thursday night, we are live once again from the Coach's Corner again. Uh, check it out, Sunday, uh, Thursday Night Football. You'll see that only I'm on the screen. Jonathan's trying desperately to get reconnected, but he is here, I promise you. He can, he can speak and speak for himself, so he's he's with what? us. <laughs> Why are you hiding me? <laughs> so just just some difficulties there. So you have to deal with my mug here for just a little bit as we go, so hopefully he can join. You can see his pretty face as well as we go through this. Uh, but, but Jonathan, man, uh, we kind of – dropped the ball last week didn't we along with a lot of other pundits and media people thinking that the chiefs were going to have their final breakout game maybe that was our pessimistic titan side that we've seen it one too many times but we both said that the titans was going to be back and forth game a, a shootout if you will with these defenses and that whoever's gonna have the ball last that kind of thing uh, but that just wasn't the case at all yeah i mean if you find me a guy who really predicted exactly how that game went down then um you know what kudos to that hat yeah. tip i think even, you wasted you wasted your lucky shot on on that instead of the, the powerball <laughs> yeah i mean that that's the way it played out and look i, I don't think the titans are necessarily a 24 point or how i can't remember the exact final score uh i think it was 24 yeah 27 3 yeah i mean I, I don't think they are necessarily a 24 point better uh team but at the same time, that's just kind of how it played out. When it, when a team gets rolling, you kind of saw it, you know, Titans against the Cardinals in week one, when a team really gets going, that uh, and there I am. We have improved <laughs> the beauty of the stream By immensely. So um, I'm just a pretty face here. That's all I am. You bring the knowledge. I bring the looks. Sure. So, and I actually wear our shirts. So somebody's yeah. got to model these things. Um, so joke of the week is me joining. There you go. Uh, we'll get to that here later. Um, uh, but yeah, no, ultimately I think that the, the Titans are, uh, they, they got on a roll and you finally saw them play a complete game. Every facet of the game was firing on all cylinders other than frankly, just a weird interception that, yeah. uh, Tannehill threw, but well, it's hard to be too critical there. Yeah, that's a take of play by uh, the, the defense fan. I refuse to say his last name, uh, but, but was it uh, William Gay that made that jump up and made that pick? It was a fantastic play by him as an offensive lineman just to kind of bring it back you always taught that if you, if you see a defender start to jump up like that you're taught to try to punch in the stomach i know that's dirty but what that's going to do and accomplish is that defensive end then is going to try to naturally get their their hands down uh to try to block from that so that's that's the one thing i would have critiqued a little bit so not really a whole lot on Tannehill. he's trying to throw it where he sees it that's just a heck of a play and how many times you see that get tipped up and probably would have been intercepted anyway but to him just reach up and grab that but but that's where i wanted to start was the Titans hot start. We said a key to victory for them would be not just scoring, but keeping the Chiefs on the sidelines. And they, they come out and they score that first possession. Not only that, but score the second possession. The defense gets a couple stops and then that that ball keeps rolling. I mean, that, and that's you, you you say the most complete game. And they've got more in the tank, really, because you think about all the injuries they have everywhere and, and, and what all is going on with them. But the fact that they have that kind of a fast start, they're going to be able to compete in a lot of games in the NFL if they can start like they did on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, it, the way that they came out, it was a really good game plan by Todd Downing to get out yeah. the way he came out and attacked. They were, they were really multiple in their run game, sh showed some different looks, had a couple of jet sweep looks that they threw out there, and they've shown a little bit of that, but you could tell that they really thought they were going to have to start fast. The way they were attacking from the get-go made me really think they kind of thought what everybody else thought. 
they needed to score and they needed to <laughs> right. score quick. They did not want to go down. So, you know, it, it's one of those that uh, they, you know, they, they showed up. I, I can't re- I can't overstate that. They finally showed up for a full game. The balance was there, as you as you pointed to from from downing. I mean, it, and when I say balance, it wasn't like he was run pass, run pass. I just mean that everything that he came off of, he showed something, then he showed a counter from it, and then he came back to it later. I mean, he he just was methodical with how he's doing things with with the crossers uh, or benders, if you will, uh, with a lot of those. With What's the plate. a bender? <laughs> it's a crosser. Uh, it's a bends across the field. It's kind of self explanatory, but. With the play action, with you know, didn't really get too cute with a lot of stuff. I uh, kind of stuck to it. I know Derrick Henry had a mediocre day for Derrick Henry, but he was still very effective. If you go back and look at the stats and how he's able to, to to get chunks of yards at times, and you watch the linebackers how they responded on the play action and what that kind of opened up for those crossers to be open behind, and then that just kind of gives you an environment where Ryan Tannehill is able to start as, as hot as he did. I think, I, I don't know what the exact was, but I don't think, think he threw his first incompletion until the second or third drive. And, he, and he, so it was like 10 of 11 early or something like that. I don't have the exact stat, but just he started off on fire. And this team with that running back and with the balance of the play calling your coaching has is going to be able to, and, and right then you throw in that Ryan Tannehill is, is doing what Ryan Tannehill is capable of and just being a very good quarterback. It's gonna be hard to stop them on offense as they go forward. Yeah, look, he he was he was pretty sharp the the entire game, but this is kind of what you were hoping for. And if you go back and watch the tape, I know we'll take a look at a couple of plays here uh, after kind of finishing up talking about the game. Um, but you, what you really saw is a team truly sell out to stop Derrick Henry. You could argue they maybe went a little too hard in the paint sure. trying to stop Derrick Henry. But I mean, for all intents and purposes, they did, they were able to slow him down. But the reason that you go get a guy like Julio and, and I'll be showing a play that you can still see the impact that Julio Jones can have on a game. Um, you know, it's one of those that, uh, this is what you want to see. These wide receivers, when they're matched up in one-on-one matchups, so that they can go up, win, win the ball, and win in man coverage. They struggled with that a little bit last year, and so they were able to go out there and just play some bully ball. And you also saw, you know, some plays from uh, personal favorite. I love the way he plays the game. Michael Pruitt made a couple of big plays. Yeah, Michael Pruitt's been, Pruitt's been a breath of fresh air, not only in the uh, the passing game, but the blocking game as well. It's really come along. Uh, Swain's been playing better recently. I don't know if that's because Pruitt's pushing him or if just he has something confident there to, to block her along with him, but having that there as well. And before we move over to defense, as we do, just to, again, kudos to the offensive line because I know that there's a common thing to say is that because they didn't have uh, Lawan in there and they still did well, then that means Lawan is terrible. That's not, you know, Lawan's had a tough year, but he was picking it up and he was coming along. Uh, but this offensive line really has that next man up mentality. I mean, you you joked about earlier today about how Ben Jones was a walking corpse out there for most of the game. Just every time looked like he was about to just die. I mean, just struggling with things, saffold down so many times, but just just doesn't matter who comes in after them. They they tend to hold things together. Uh, Kendall Lamb had a had a really good game. Uh, Questionary's come along uh, this season. Nate Davis is finally playing Nate Davis level of football. So you get these offensive line that are able to do this, open the holes that they are. Keep Tannehill clean for the most part over these past three games, which has been a big key for them, and pick up some, you know, the, the big plays when they need to. This that's got to be shout out for the for, for Keith Carter and this offensive line to be able to hold it together with all the injuries and uncertainty they have from week to week. And it's not just week to week; it's play to play, you know, especially with Saffold uh, going down. He's got the, you know, whatever's going on the stinger, the shoulder, the the neck. I mean, it's a tough area to try to to get to get healed up. You need a you need a bye week to to help that out or sit out a couple of games, and you really don't want that to happen. Uh, but kudos to the offensive line and, and, and almost 
as well, the other side of the ball, the front four for the t- the defense is playing lights out as well, really allowing uh, the defense to do things they wouldn't normally be able to do. Yeah, I mean, the the defense, you kind of saw, you go back to the, the years where you had uh, the Giants in the Super Bowl against the Patriots, and what does everybody say? What I mean, it doesn't take a ton of insight to say that if you can get pressure with your front four and drop seven, yeah. then you uh, – you, you win. win games. It <laughs> makes it really, really <laughs> tough on on an offense. And so that's kind of what you saw. They they didn't really blitz a ton. They did show a couple of creative looks where it was kind of a, a manufactured zone blitz, if you will, where they still only brought four and uh, had either Landry or Dupree dropping off. So they did get a little creative with their looks at a couple of points. But for the most part, it was just sending the bare minimum uh, and just beating the guys in front of you. The Chiefs tackles did not play well. And I, I will say the way that they decided to uh, trot out Dane Crookshank, and I think he 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 is not. I don't think a um, he, he's not an every down great strong safety uh, or even roaming free safety. I mean that's kind of where they've been playing Amani Hooker quite a bit this year, and that's mm-hmm. who he was replacing. But they trotted him out, and in something that I've been asking for and begging for, and it was a little bit of a, a different look compared to what you saw in the playoffs a couple of years ago, where they were kind of doubling KC or not KC Kelsey, Kelsey right yeah. off the line because KC, that's Kelsey. kind of where the <laughs> offense for the Chiefs run right. They put Crookshank with his athleticism. He's a big body guy that can move. They put him right on the line, got him in the face. And the thing that just near and dear to my heart, he didn't line up in his face and then just immediately back off. He actually got physical at the line, made Kelsey go through him. Now, the downside of doing something like that. Hold on. Let let me finish, Kanye. Um, The downside of doing that is that look, Kelsey is going to get off of that press at some point. If you are not able to get pressure with your front four, you're setting yourself up for some big gains because he's going to throw his guy off. And he did. If you watch the the, the uh, replays back, if that front pressure is not getting there, Kelsey has a very, very big day. So that's where you have to have that cohesive defense where everybody's playing their game and doing what they're responsible for. So it wasn't just Crookshank. It wasn't just the front four. It was everything being symbiotic a a cohesive unit and that's all i was going to say is that there were were certain plays and you kind of got into this in the group chat about uh watching uh, crookshank early kind of throw kelsey off and what you do there is you force mahomes to have to come off that now and that was what the key was because yes kelsey was open after some of those as you pointed out that's all i was going to say that if the front four doesn't get there to mahomes make his life kind of a living hell on the day then yeah kelsey and other people could have had a heck of a day and that's that's the big thing is they didn't let mahomes get comfortable they didn't let mahomes do the magician things that he normally does. He scrambled, but they had good pursuit. They stayed in their lanes. They got after him. They were able to, yeah. And there was a great, a great point by Patrick here that there were the funniest clips I saw was uh, David Long making fun of Kelsey after he was begging for a penalty. I still don't know how how David Long didn't get uh, a taunting. Things are just going so well for him right now. He's all over the place. He's making plays. He, he's fun to watch right now. I had someone the other day posed like, "What happens when uh, they get Avery Williamson up to speed and Jalen Brown comes back?" I was like well, David Long better not be the guy you're replacing playing time with because he is playing absolute lights out right now for that defense. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of things that he 
does. He's still a little bit of a freelancer, but sure. if you're making plays, you're allowed to do that. I mean, mm-hmm. it's one of those, there was one play that I saw where he was cutting under a pulling guard. I think it was Thune coming around. He cuts under and makes the stop on the running back because in one of the first two drives, he kind of vacated his gap to get there. So it's one of those, if, you, that's, if you're going to cut under rather than take on uh, the guard, then you better get there kind of thing. That's how right. big plays happen. So, but that's kind of the nature of David Long and that, that, but, that's kind of you'll take it right and right. guys that are athletic that can run can get away with things like that a little bit undersized but he uh he's making plays out there he, he tips the interception to Rashawn Evans that's what you got to be able to do and that's what this defense has been missing the inside linebacker play for most of the season has left a lot to be desired yeah and you, you look at it, too, that this defense playing well like they did, David Long playing well, the secondary chipping in, especially when you consider that they basically pulled people off the street, for, for lack of a better term, uh, to go out there and play, and, and they all performed well. You needed this kind of game in this situation. Now, I don't want to let's, – let's, let's call it like it is. This isn't the same Kansas City Chiefs. They're having problems this year. This, this isn't – I don't consider them right now, as they're playing, one of the elite teams in the AFC. And I think they've proven that when they, they got – beat by the Bills like they did and then turn around and get beat by the Titans as well. Um, I think it does just prove the Titans are able to not have a letdown game in that in that moment coming off of the Bills win, that, that back-and-forth game, and, and have that. But you got to think that, you know, look, we talked about the big stretch that was coming up, and then starting that stretch off with a loss to the Jets was like, well, crap, now they're going to probably gonna lose to the Jaguars. Okay, well, we, we, we've found a way to beat the, the Titans, found a way to beat the Jaguars. Then they come and they shock the Bills. You almost expect this to be a lot done, but they didn't. You know, So if I told you when they started that run, they're going to go three and one, you would have never guessed that their one loss was going to be to the Jets. So <clears throat> you got to have a good feeling coming up, going into now what's a run of your division opponents uh, mixed in there with starting off with the Colts here as well. And I know we'll get to the Colts here in just a minute after play breakdown. But even though the Chiefs are a lesser team this year, does that – do you take away from what the Titans were able to do in, in this run they went on for these three games? No, I still think the Chiefs are an okay team. They're not playing well. You beat the Bills, who are unquestionably one of the better teams in the AFC. And But ultimately, look, even if you flip this game, if, if uh, you lost to the Jets – in a close in you know the way you lost to the jets if you flipped it and you lost that game to the chiefs and blew out the jets that's probably what people would have expected um the fact that they actually took care of business and just straight up blew out a team i mean i don't care who it is that's hard to do in the nfl yeah so i think the chiefs could still find a way to sneak into the the playoffs if they if they get some things figured out and everything so i don't think you need to diminish that at all but i think it also kind of puts that the the titans are probably closer you know, you, I had a question after that Jets game. Is are the, the are the Titans just not that good, and they're not going to figure it out, or are they closer to what you've seen these last two weeks? And I think that you're starting to see they're probably closer to those last uh, two weeks, and they're able to do some things on offense, on defense to kind of support that. So, with that said, let's get into the play breakdown. Uh, great win for the Titans over the Chiefs. We'll get to the Colts here in just a minute. But let's get the play breakdown as always, sir. The beauty before age. I'll let you go first and bring up your play. Absolutely, Patrick. If you want to go ahead and swing that up there, share the screen. Nope. Bear with us. Technical difficulties. Wait for it. Share the other screen, Patrick. This is just great. This is what this is what we pay good money for here. I want, and now we have some background music. 
<laughs> that's what we need some we need some uh carnival the other screen is now uh showing i think it was lagged on that's okay <laughs> under such right. are we good to go yeah. are we good to go we're good thank you patrick all right thank you as always producer patrick all right so what we're going to do here i know that typically i am going over the defensive backfield and seeing how the defense is attacking another team but i wanted to go and actually flip the script and see how the kansas city chiefs had chosen to defend the titans and wanted to show the impact of julio jones on the game including how he impacts uh the uh the titans and while what Tannehill's looking at here so we talked about if you can remember back to the new york Jets game and how a team should be defending a bunch formation from an offense. We talk about, you can see the guy pressed on the point person here at the top of the screen, um, and you want to want to jam and disrupt the movement that's going to happen at the line of scrimmage there. What you'll see at the bottom here, though, is you got Julio Jones matched up one-on-one -on -one in press coverage. You have a safety sitting just outside the hash marks. That's a lot of room for him to cover. So that's what, if you remember back what our rules are going to be at the top of the screen in this bunch formation is the guy at the top is your cornerback out there he's going to take the first guy out the point person wants to jam and make sure he's taking away anything coming underneath that number two receivers route and this inside linebacker here i think that's actually a safety is supposed to take anything coming back inside what you'll see is a little bit of undisciplined play from the kansas city chiefs and uh we'll see what happens here as we go to the next play you can see immediately what's starting to happen you see anthony ferks are starting to try and go underneath this uh the the point the number two receiver in this bunch formation and I'm just going to scream it from the top of my lungs. I talked about how uh, Dane Crookshank got physical at the line of scrimmage, got his hands on Kelsey. We look at what this uh, Chiefs player is doing at the line of scrimmage on this receiver. Where's his hands? Ryan, where's his hands? Down around his hips, which means we're giving a free release. Why are you even? Why are you, why are you standing there at that why? point? Yeah. You're essentially giving him a free release off the line. There's nothing for you to really work with here. So what this linebacker or safety should be looking at, you can see his hips are turned. He's looking for something to come back this direction. He's not getting anything immediately that's going to catch his eye, but he's still got to be able to follow his his reads here. And you'll see Tannehill. This is something I really want to highlight. His eyes are looking directly at Tyron Matthew here. He's looking at the safety because he's thinking if I can hold that safety there I got a one-on-one -on -one matchup with Julio Jones and this is both the blessing and a curse when you have a star like Julio Jones on your team because if you go through your reads as we go to the next slide here you can already see the disruption that's happening at the top of the screen this safety has no idea where he's supposed to be going and this is a third and nine play third or sorry third and six play down near the red zone the Titans are already up 14 nothing this is a chance to put your foot on their throat Again, Tannehill's eyes the whole time on Tyron Matthew, holding him in the middle of the field. He's really trying to free up the whole point of this is to get that one-on-one -on -one matchup with Julio Jones down at the bottom of the screen. But if you look at the top of the screen and how this is playing out, if you're going through your actual reads, like most quarterbacks would if that's another receiver down there that's not Julio or maybe AJ in this case. Going to the next, and you can just kind of see how this is playing out. The, the safety is completely lost, not going through his reads or picking up his man. Uh, we had the free release. The the receiver is coming up the seam right here. Gonna be, It's going to end up being a late-breaking, deep-in-cutting route. That would have been wide open as well. But instead, you get the one-on-one -on -one matchup. And it's hard to fault Tannehill. One-on-one -on -one matchup with Julio Jones. That's where you're going. But as we go to the final one here, you can just see two Chiefs on one. Anthony Ferks are wide open, and if he's going through his read at worst 
at worst, even if that safety was to break off and take a late cover onto Anthony Ferkser coming out of the flat, maybe that's only a first down. But in reality, this should be an easy touchdown. Mm -hmm. It's kind of, again, the blessing and a curse of having a guy like Julio Jones because you can't fault a guy for forcing it to a player like that. Would like to see this ball a little bit higher. It comes up uh, just a bit short uh, to the inside. I'd like to give a guy like Julio Jones a chance to go up and get the ball. And uh, you see Tyron Matthews is kind of caught in no man's land. So it's a good job by Tannehill holding the safety at the, at the uh, hash mark, holding him at the middle of the field because there's a lot of stuff going on up to the play side. Um, I don't know what to say. It's, it's a hard coaching moment because you want to see a guy go through his reads, hit the right things, but it's Julio Jones. Yeah. And here's the other thing too, is that this is one of the biggest things you see is like, Oh, you know, like I can already hear somebody typing up on Twitter later on and say, well, did you not see how open Ferkser was there? Uh, Tannehill missed him. He should have, you know, that's, that's easy for us to say because we're able to have the time here to pause the screen and sit there. Tannehill and quarterbacks in general have got to make a decision. They've got two beats to think what they're going to do. And then they have to make it assertively. And you can't fault Tannehill too with the day that he was having and how assertive with his, his decisions he was being to throw that ball there. Sure. He may have a touchdown if he waits, but again, he spent half this season waiting a, a probably not too long, but a tick too long and getting sacked because the way the offensive line was playing, you, you credit him for getting the ball to making a play and, and, and giving his player a chance to make a play there. So I can't really fault him, but just to kind of show the difference there, that, that just because someone's open, the, the the that may not be the correct read in that situation based on where the safety play. That safety didn't uh, bolt over. Then if Matthew goes over any, I guarantee Tannehill comes back over. Maybe he hits him. But in that situation, he made the right read in the the split second chance that he has to make that decision. Just to kind of point that out, because there's going to be a lot of plays throughout the season where you have open people. I'll, and I'll show one here in a second where he probably had a had a big chunk play to Derrick Henry, but it worked out on the sideline throw as well. Uh, so let's jump into those. Uh, great job, Jonathan, on that, because that shows highlight, like you said, the blessing and curse of having the talent of Julio Jones. Well, and before we get to your play right here, I also want to point out that, again, as every week, we can't we can't uh, control what Twitter does. So those of you watching on Twitter, if you want to migrate over to our YouTube channel and join in uh, to the discussion, happy to take questions and uh, discuss the game. We'll be talking about the, uh, the co- upcoming Colts game, a minor importance, uh, coming up after this breakdown, but uh, we'll jump into it. All right, so Patrick, bring me up here. All right, so this is one of the first plays of the game on the first drive. Just to kind of show you what with the offensive line, how they're working hard. I, just, I wanted to point out a couple of things here uh, with this with this play. You've got the eye back formation with the with last game there in front. And what's happening here is you're going to see as the play develops here is that the offensive line is taking care of their doubles up front, taking care of their man on man on this front side here. So you're going to have Questenberry working out here, man. You've got Davis working hard here. You're going to have blasting game is going to hunt up the hole wherever it develops, and he's shooting for that front side line backer there and here to the back side you've got it's a double overtake so what i mean there is that it's a sure it's a double team but it's a double team because you, jones is doing all he can to help saffold work up or excuse me to help saffold overtake that that nose so that then ben, ben jones can then work up and cut this linebacker off go here and now you start to see where that this play is supposed to open up. And so as we go on to the next play, I want to point out how look at the look at the Titans, how they're starting to open up. Look at those steps. Look at Saffold's foot here. Look at Lamb's foot. Look at Davis's foot, how they're getting up and they're trying to get distance with their with their their outside gap, trying to get over and get up the field and trying to, to press the defense and get them to move. So you see them starting to go. And like I said, you got this here. Boom. You got I just did a John Madden boom. I'm sorry. 
you have blasting game that's going to hunt up there. But what I want to point out here is you see Jones is already working here. You see his shoulders working parallel. He's already working up the field. But look where his hand is right here on the on the shoulder. And that's what I mean by he's giving help, that he's going to stand up that lineman to give Saffold enough cho- chance to get in here and get under him to cut this off, to give this nice round corner here. So now Henry has all this space from here backside a and hopefully to the to the front side b gap to make his read so that he can kind of go and also to help your fullback find up and hunt that linebacker that's coming up so that's what's starting to come on here and just want to point out the footwork from the titans there and how good that's looking so far so now you start to see the product of this as you go davis is getting the stalemate there i would love to see his feet a little wider apart so he can maintain his drive and you see him lose this guy here in a second he gets enough of them to, to make a difference but those are the kind of little things you want to see you see him start to get a narrow base there with his two feet I think I might have covered that up too much for everyone to see. So just to go back here, so you can kind of see his feet are kind of close together. You want to see him have a, a, a wider stance and be able to fire through uh, just a technique thing. Kind of what you see it going out here with Questenberry, just to see those feet, the difference there, and he's able to push his guy out. Now he's a whole a wider, so he's got a little bit more breathing room. That's tough for a guard there. When you know that the, the point of attack is right there coming up your backside, you know it's a little more, so you're trying to come in. It's easier to lose that technique with just a little – point there so now you can really see ben jones start to get his hand in there on the shoulder and start to work him up he's lifting that 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 defender up to let saffold come in and get under there and all the while he's got his vision right here on this linebacker to see where he comes because here's the thing too and this is important if for some reason this linebacker tries to knife you see later on in the game i don't have this play pulled up but there's a play later on in the game where bolton knifes in under and is able to hit henry in the back field and the reason they're both watching there ben jones is helping is because if he sees that linebacker start to change path he can direct saffold back to that hole to try to close that off and he can go back onto the nose there to keep that to keep that uh the lane uh consistency there so you see lamb here working hard as well here comes swing all right so this uh and I promise I'll go a little faster here, but you, you see everybody starting to work out. You see Bison game hunt up. This linebacker is so worried about Derrick Henry and the outside. He's already running himself out of the play, making it real easy. But you see this nice wall and what I was talking about, what this offensive line is starting to create for Derrick Henry. And that's, that's, a, that's a nice hole for Derrick Henry to pick and choose from to get up the field. Now, where this is a mixture of good offensive line and having a great running back, is you see how quickly in the NFL, like just I showed you a slide, that's a half a second between what you just saw and how that hole was open. And now look how the defense is starting to fight back and close that down. It looks like there's nothing there, right? Well, Henry gets five more yards after this point. And that's what's so good from him is he's able to get in there, even as big as he is, and make himself small and get through there and churn his legs and be able to find a way. And the only thing that stops him is this safety who is, who's deciding Matthew's just sitting there, uh, not trying to get up in there, not trying to, to you know, get be in the contact. He's back there just to try to play center field, which, you know, uh, safety should do. So he didn't do anything wrong there, but he's not also getting his beak in there trying to stop it for a shorter loss either. But you see everybody, but everybody's still working hard. Ben Jones is here. Trust me on this. I know it's kind of a tough picture, but Ben Jones is now taking – that linebacker out there. Saffold's working hard. They're all working hard to stay maintained. And you see that that still opens up and Henry's able to get the extra yardage there. So kudos to the offensive line to help help them get, to keep working, to have those good blocks, to have the technique to start and then to stick with their blocks to give Henry the, the room to get down. It also helps that Henry's just kind of a, a beast to go through there. Jonathan earlier kind of pointed out how the Titans uh, were able to utilize how the Chiefs were focusing on Derrick Henry. And just to kind of show you what that does for the pass protection here. They run play action, uh, even front for the the, 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 the Chiefs, four-man front, excuse me, coming up here. This ball is snapped. You look at here, and there's, there is um, 
There we go. So you look at it, and there's Tannehill turning around, showing the ball, great play action fake. Henry coming up, doing his counter step. This could be duo. This could be power. They, the, the defense doesn't know. But you look and see these linebackers are already trying to fill their gap, coming downhill, trying to stop Derrick Henry. For all they know, this is what's happening to them. So they're they're coming hard downhill. You see the offensive line. They're stepping into their – you look at the interior offensive line here with Saffold, Lamb, Jones, and Davis selling it, the double – teams right there but with the heads you, you see davis's eyes you see lamb's eyes they're looking for these backers to be able to plug those gaps in their in their play action pass blocking teams you see q out here already manned up on the island you know he got the run fake on that's that's great for a tackle that you can sell the run and then you can sell them to a pass that defensive uh defensive end can't give you that big pressure rush there you've got your tight ends here also blocking looking to block out so everything is looking like it could be run to this point uh-oh it's clearly not now. I don't know why this keeps bouncing back and forth. I, I must be hitting something wrong. I apologize about that. But now the linebackers are, are tucked into the line here, or excuse me, here and here. They're tucked in there. Offensive line is starting to get their guys. You've got here, you've got this big pocket here for Tannehill to operate in on play action. That this affords him the ability to take the shot down the field to A.J. Brown. So great job there by them and, and the offensive linemen who are coming off their double. Saffold coming over a little late. I'd like to see this closed off a little bit, especially with Lamb coming off to get the linebacker here, but can't really complain because on the next slide you see that he has done that. Lamb goes back in to help once these linebackers realize, oh, no, I need to go here. But what I wanted to point out earlier about the blessing and the curse, Tannehill's already made up his mind. You can see him. He's loaded up. He's about to throw it. This is that play where uh, A.J. Brown catches it, uh, Loses it as he's going to the ground, but clearly makes a catch. It just happens to come out once he hits the ground. So it was a completed catch with the three steps. But look at Derrick Henry here if Tannehill decided to. But, again, you can't fault him because his first read is out there. He's got a one-on-one, -on -one and he's, he's going to go and take that to one of his talented receiver. But you would love for the Titans to take note of this, come back, and see if they can get the linebackers to suck up in here and not be able to have their man-on-man responsibility with Derrick Henry here with this linebacker. He's late with Derrick Henry's uh, you lead him out on out. He gets up and now he's one-on-one -on -one with the safety trying to turn back around. That could be a touchdown or an exciting play as well. So a lot of good stuff going on there for the Titans when you go and take a look at all that. But just to point out again, how nice it is to have this pocket for, for Tannehill at this point in the season when earlier he wasn't getting this, this kind of time to make these throws. And this is the big difference uh, for the Titans so far this year. Yeah, Henry is wide open on that safety valve, and that's great that Stoney points out, and that's what I'm, I point to. If for whatever reason Tannehill doesn't like what he sees, A.J. falls down, I think on the play he had a step on the guy. So when, when you say that, when your receivers, if you have a step on him, go ahead and throw it because he's beat. That's the, that's the cocky attitude the receivers need to have. He's got a step, I'm gone kind of a thing so Tannehill goes and loads it up and it works out but come back and look at that how open he is there so and the last play I wanted to say is just sometimes I just want to show what happened on this play not much I, I don't know what the Titans could have done differently here other than maybe switching uh to going the opposite way because the the Chiefs are overloaded here they've got two blockers for the Titans one and two here and they're all covered up and then you've got Jones covered up here and what they end up doing is they try to double here to here excuse me here to here and go here and what this does, he comes down here. This opens up the backside for Bolton. As you see it start to break, Pruitt's out, down, down, down. And you've got two blocking one here. So what you'd like to have seen is the Titans to, to uh, Omaha or opposite over to, to get the doubles to go the other way to the middle backer. Because every other extra, because this is third and one, every other extra body in here is a, is a, is a little guy that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust Derrick Henry to even think of hitting the hole that he's going to fall forward. So I would have liked to get their blocking scheme back this way to have the offensive line 
cover here, cover down here, and then cover there. And then just have Henry hit the hole, get two yards, continue to continue the drive. So those kind of things. But as you see, Bolton's able to reach through. Uh, I think it's Saffold lets his guy in late, and then Henry's got nowhere to go. And I, Henry's very talented, but if he has all that junk in, in his way at four yards behind the line, I don't know a whole lot of running backs that are going to consistently beat that. Henry, that's a, that's a lot of red. It. That's a lot of red in front of him when he's just getting started. And the Henry's great, but he does need those couple steps to get started a lot of times. So this is just a bad play. Didn't really want to correct anything or say anything. Just wanted to show you a play. I think I harped too much on plays that work. I wanted to show you one that didn't work and just saying, why didn't they block that guy? I think it was just a miscommunication. They should have flipped the call over to have the double go to the front side to at least account for that, the one backer they had in the box in this formation. So. But those are my plays. Solid job, as always, Mr. Uh, Mr. Ryan. Thank you, sir. The uh, resident offensive line expert here. <laughs> I love me some. I love me some. Uh, oh, that was that was about to be bad. I love some offensive line play. I like to watch it. It's 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 my heart and soul. It's how I came up. But I also coach wide receivers as my next stop, and that's kind of near and dear to my heart too. I always told those guys I can't run the routes, but I'm going to teach you how to block. You be the best blocking receivers in the conference, and they were. So uh, moving on here, those are our play breakdowns. Join us every week. And like uh, Jonathan said earlier, if you're wanting to comment on, I, I, I hate it that Twitter's being like the, the way that they are. Head on over to Facebook, YouTube, come chime in. As I said during the week, though, if y'all see a play during the game and you give us the down distance and time and you really have a question about that game, hit us up at Coaches on Broad, at Ryan on Broadway, at JB on Broad. Let us know what your question is, and we'll go through it. We'll, we'll explain it. We'll talk. That's what this segment's going to build out to be. We'll pick our own plays, but if we have interest from you, the audience who joins us every week, and you want to have a, a specific question, that's what we're here for. We want to make the game a little more enjoyable for you to be able to watch and know what's going on and maybe go, oh, well, this is why they did this. And even if it's just a little aha moment here and there, you know, that's why that's why we're here. Well, and it's also it's nice to have a discussion about it. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that it's this uh, elitist attitude of, you know, we, we know all. And while, yeah, we've studied it a bit. I mean, the thing, the way the game evolves, the way that there's things to learn there, there's n different nuances, a lot that you'll see there. And it's always nice to open up those discussions. Mm -hmm. I will never say that I know everything there is to know about football because I didn't get to coach in the NFL level. I would have loved to. I probably wouldn't be doing this, probably making some money somewhere. But I guarantee there's tons more people out there that knows more than I do, and I'm always willing to learn uh, and do that. But this is the chance for us to kind of flex out here and, and show a little bit of our knowledge of what we learned along the years. And hopefully we can teach something, and if we can learn something on the way too, more power to us. Stony, you can spam my comments anytime you want. Yeah. <laughs> Spony. Spammy. Stony, you're always welcome, man. I'm looking forward to our holiday discussion with Zach and Lebowski about when are decorations appropriate to go up. Um, I may have to watch how I talk because I may get divorced over it. But anyway, so moving on, the, the Titans do have a big and I, I it, I hate to say big because my opinion kind of varies on, on the Colts, but it is big in the moment because I think that if the Titans are able to come out with a win here this week, they jump up to 97% chance to make the playoffs. That's huge. I mean, 97 I, chance to win the division, win the division. Sorry. Thank you. So, which is even better. So, I mean, not that they have to even take off, um, it, not that they have to take off the rest of the season, but it, it's just one of those things where I don't, Okay. Ignore uh, it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, one of those things about the first of the season, not to take off, not to rest players or anything like that, because you still want to play. You want to be in game shape by the time the playoffs roll around. But it does make things easier. You can pick your your uh, you you can pick your shots. You can pick your chances. All that good stuff. So it, it's it's definitely a chance to get the win. And you've watched the Titans for years. It's a difficult thing to go into Lucas Oil and come out with a win. 
it's not always been the easiest thing to do for the Chiefs, for the, sorry, the Chiefs, the Chiefs have struggled there too in the past for the Titans for teams. So is this a chance? I mean, if you're going to come out of these two games looking like the Titans did, are you let down at all? Are you expecting a letdown or, or what are you kind of looking at for this game? Look, it's hard to get up every single week of the NFL. I mean, am I expecting a letdown? I am expecting a letdown at some point. Do I know it's going to be this week? Not necessarily, but you're coming off two big games. It's bound to happen. This is a division game on the road. I mean, those games are always a little bit weird. So it, it, I think the Titans are definitely a better team. I think that they have proven that. I think the Colts are playing better than they were when they met earlier this season. Um, but, you know, the Titans are just a better team right now. And But, yes, I am expecting a letdown. I, I don't want to say that it's going to be this game, but it kind of feels like this will be the game. Now, I will say, you can have a letdown game and still win. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you can come out not not as... You come out flat because how many times have you seen the Titans come out flat in games? They still find a way to come back and win those games. So, but again, if they can put things together and play the complete game, have the complete game plan like they've had, still have some injuries to deal with. And Wentz has been, regardless of the bonehead decisions he's made, he's still playing better and he's putting out some good numbers uh, for the Colts and they're still got a good defense. And it, it's amazing to me how, how good, because Jonathan Taylor is a good running back. Um, you know, it surprises me that they they won't make him be the bell cow and try to take some pressure off Wentz and give him the ball more. He's great, great stats, but they don't treat him like that you would like a Derrick Henry or something like that. And that's a, a tactic that I hope the Colts don't start employing because I think that would be what gives the Titans the most fits when you have a balanced game plan coming against them on, on the defense and, and they can't make you one-sided. So if the Colts can can have success in the run game, Wentz hits his short plays, then all of that is, is on the table for the Colts. And that's going to be a real difficult day for the Titans on defense if that happens. Yeah, I mean, I've been asking, you know, what is going to happen when a team truly commits to the run? Um, and, and I think that the the Colts are one of those teams that can actually do that. They're going to show a bit more commitment than a lot of these teams. Sure. The Bills and the Chiefs, they're not going to stay with the run. That's not their game plan. They, they'll, they'll tell you how they, what they want to do, and they're going to stick with it. So they were never going to do that. Um, you, with the way, the way the secondary is for the for the Titans, it almost dares you to try and pass on them. But I really do think the way to to kind of attack the Titans right now is to make them stop the run because they haven't had to consistently do it at any point this season. Um, until they show that they can do that, it's hard to sit there and say that they're going to be great at it. So um, for me, if I'm the Colts, I'm going to hand that ball to Jonathan Taylor and open up that play-action pass because, frankly, you don't have the weapons at wide receiver um, that you'd hope for. You're not sure if T.Y. Hilton's even going to be playing. Pittman's been stepping it up. But, I mean, Mo Alley-Cox ain't, ain't striking fear into anybody. Right. And that best one, that's, I guess we're hitting on the same point here, is if the, the Colts can find a way to be balanced a little more and not try to force the pass. Uh, you, you think of the defense, the way to attack them is through the air, right? But at the same time, I think the way to attack them is to keep them off balance and to keep them guessing. And, and that's when they've struggled in games and when teams have had success in both with the short run, with everything like this. No, I think Lawan's on the Bills, uh, Patrick. <laughs> Um, I, I haven't read up on whether Lawan's playing or not. Uh, I think that they're still kind of evaluating. And that's the thing is you don't want to rush him back, especially with – I said earlier that you want him back – you don't want to – you want to have him rather than not have him. But with the way Lamb played, I, I, I'm not in a rush to, to get uh, Taylor back just to kind of exacerbate any injuries or what he's got going on. I'm not trying to say that the Colts are a cakewalk either because, like I said, that defense – almost, I've almost said that defense travels a couple times even though they're at home, but that defense is good. Uh, it's an NFL defense. It's probably 
I would say, I don't know if they're better than the Bills, but it's a competent defense, not like what they just faced in the Chiefs. So you still want the the, the Titans to be balanced as well. I uh, expect Henry to have a better game. It's kind of weird because I don't think he had a terrible game uh, versus the Chiefs. But those kind of things, you, you want to see them continue on the momentum of having that complete game versus the Chiefs, carrying that over now. Because that that's when, for me, this Titans coaching staff, this Titans team will prove that they're among the elite. Let's not beg for it. Let's not go out there and say, why is the national media disrespecting? Look, we've all been here before. The Titans are going to have to string a couple of these kind of games together and not, not be up and down, have a letdown game, then have two really good ones, then have a letdown game. They've got to continue it on going through um, and go from there. Thank you, Bama Brad, for saying two full practices. I must have missed that, and your work gets in the way. But if he's if he's doing that for two two practices, but if they evaluate him and they decide not to, I'm not as heartbroken. But if he's got two full practices under his belt, he's probably going. Yeah, Kendall Lamb and uh, Taylor Lewan practiced both times the last two days. I think that the, at least Lewan's going to try and give it a go. Um, but you know, concussions aren't something if it still had lingering effects. He's not mm-hmm. on the practice field, so I think he's probably going to be playing. And if he doesn't, by something weird happening, he messes his groin up on a Friday practice, like uh, Amani Hooker, then uh, Kendall Lamb being healthy enough to be practicing is a little bit of insurance. He played well in the run game. So, yeah. um, look, I'm expecting the Colts to come out, play a little bit. Uh, it, 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 They'll play a little bit of single high. They're going to go too high. The the guy that I think that they're going to miss is Blackman at safety. He has kind of been a safety net in a couple of games against Derrick Henry coming down. He's definitely not afraid to come up and tackle Henry. Um, He's not afraid of uh, maybe getting stuck on a highlight reel here or there, but I really like the way he plays and the way that they would send him on run blitzes against Derrick Henry. Um, I do think that's going to be a big loss for the Colts. He's out for the year, if I remember remember correctly um but i do think you're going to see a few uh, f- uh quite a few run blitzes from the colts they they i like the way that ever eberflus eberflus however you say the name defensive coordinator for the colts um he, he has some really good designs in his blitzes he really is able to dictate protection mm-hmm. and what he shows at the line likes to walk his linebackers up so that he's able to really attack that offensive line the way he wants to being able to understand and predict what that protection is going to be based on that so he is a really good defensive coordinator. They, they got a couple of free shots on Tannehill in the last game. Um, but ultimately, the thing that I really like that the Titans have been doing, and if they can be consistent in it, they're going to be a team that's very hard to beat is they've been very careful with the football. And Tannehill has not been taking a ton of chances right there. He's being very accurate with the football. And so I think that's something that if the Titans, I said it before, when the, even in the games that they were losing, they're not playing bad. They just keep shooting themselves in the foot in mm-hmm. a turnover or a big play on defense Pass that they gave up. Yeah. And so I think they have really cleaned up those errors. And I will go back and I will completely take credit for what I said. It's like <laughs> these are the problems that you want to have as a coach. Not that you want to have to deal with them, but that's a lot easier to correct those big plays than it is to correct a team walking down your throat like the Steelers did last year, like the Browns did last year on 15 play drives because there are bigger problems there. Right, exactly, so. and you you you, put, you pointed it out there, and I, I sorry I missed this earlier, but I've been I've been really harping on that the the Titans offensive line, in my opinion, even when they were bad, I didn't think that they were because it's one of those things where yes, they were giving up sacks and pressures, and it was not great, but I, I thought I, when I said I don't think they've been that bad because I was like if they can just fix these couple of things like you just said, they're gonna be a lot better. Well, I think they fixed them here recently. They're playing a lot better. The pass pros a lot better. 
but I don't know if it's because they haven't been tested. Well, they're going to get tested this game. So it's going to be very interesting for me to watch the trenches and to see the offensive line for the Titans go against this blitz package of the Colts that can come out and what they're going to throw at them to see if they can still be picking up those twists and those stunts that they were having trouble with earlier in the season uh, by not moving over and, and being flat enough to pick up the guy looping around or the crasher and all that. So we're, the Titans' defensive line is picking it up at the right time. Offensive line's been good, but this is not the game for them to go back and revert to their ways and, and give Tannehill a bad day. Yeah, I, one thing I, I, I've been noticing, they've been running a lot of these uh, both screens and check downs to Henry. I, I kind of expect, if not this is the kind of game where they could trot out something, some, uh, some window dressing there, show that screen with either a backside tight end screen or a slip screen to a wide receiver off mm-hmm. of it. The t- they've shown that same play with nothing off of it. They showed a hint of it in the Chiefs game with uh, the the hot read to uh, to Henry, where a lot of times uh, you're going to have that number two receiver going out there to block where he went right up the seam. You fake that block and then you take off up the field. So they've they've kind of shown some things that some some twists that they may be adding in here. This is the kind of game that I wouldn't be surprised if you saw something like that. Good point. See, there's a lot of ways to try to slow down a rush than than just trying to block it and get in front of it. You can kind of help yourself out by giving some the defense something to look at. Um, I think we've covered it all for the Colts, what to kind of look for in the game. It's, I think it's going to be a competitive game. I, I don't think that the Colts are going to lay over and die for the Titans. I think the Titans are the better team. But I, I think the Titans, and again, not that we've been wrong a lot this whole season, but just based on the way they're playing, I'm expecting them to show that they're taking the next step to be an elite team and to put back-to-back good games together. Like I expect them to uh, win this one, but then then drop a, a terrible one on national TV versus the Rams, as we debated about in the group chat, You know what you'd much rather have happen given the circumstances. You don't want them to drop and be bad anywhere, but you don't want to do it against a division opponent and your rival to give them any kind of, I mean, for just bragging rights and pride alone. Social media will be unbearable. Unbearable. Out that way. <laughs> exactly. So I, I really fully expect the Titans to put back-to-back complete games together with their game plan, with how they're going to attack and, and, and be balanced and efficient versus the Colts. And I think they're going to win by 10. I am going to go with Titans by three. Titans by three. We're not even confident to put numbers on anymore, but I'm going to say like, uh, you know, 27, 17, that kind of a game for, for the Titans and the Colts. Awesome. So those are our predictions. We'll revisit them last week. We were dead wrong about the chiefs, but, but um, we were happy about that. We'll be, um, hopefully we're not wrong this week, but, and hopefully you're not making jokes about us, but speaking of jokes. Yeah. So uh, Ryan, I was, um, I was at a, very sad i was at actually a funeral um a couple weeks ago and i uh walked up it to a to a widow and i was like can i can i just say a word she said sure and i said plethora she said thanks that that means a lot thank you for joining the coach's corner Brought to you by Broadway Sports Media. You can find us at broadwaysportsmedia.com. Be sure to check out all of our other podcast articles and everything we've got over there on Broadway. Check out Robert Greenlaw as he goes out and picks the dumbest takes on Twitter that everyone puts out there and blasts it for the world to see. It's a great article. People love to start their Thursdays with it. And hopefully you never end up on there. I know I've come close a couple times. He's warned me. He's given me some warning shots. But go over to there to broadwaysportsmedia.com. Check out all of our content. Check us out on Twitter at BroadwayTN. This show at Coaches on Broad. JB on Broad and Ryan on Broadway. But until next time, we'll see you.
brought to you by Broadway Sports Media.